There were two more murders 15 miles away. The police away arrived. They found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cop of murder. Money can make people do crazy things. I think we've covered this fact on a number of occasions, and this is no exception. On September 9th, 2000, a woman with a long history of obtaining money in unique ways killed her husband for his insurance policy. But he wasn't her first victim. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The story leading up to Angelina Rodriguez committing murder is one of hardships, deceit, and manipulation. She, along with other young females in her family, was molested throughout her childhood by her own grandfather. She was so affected by the molestation that began when she was just two years old and lasted throughout high school, even resulting in an abortion, that she developed an alter ego named Victoria. According to her sister, who was also abused, she allowed it to go longer than the other girls in the family who, quote, stopped it when it was supposed to be stopped. Angelina made her first attempt at suicide when she was just eight years old and again at 16. She was intelligent and was rarely out of work or without a boyfriend. When she was 20 years old, she joined the Air Force and later the Army National Guard, managed fast food restaurants, sold insurance, and earned a cosmetology license. She was married four times, one of which was when she was just 19 years old, and was engaged twice. Angelina was known for her lies. She would tell people that she was pregnant with twins, though most of her family knew that at the time of her lie, an operation had left her infertile. And when the babies ultimately didn't arrive, she would claim that she fell down a flight of stairs and miscarried. This was just one of her many lies. Then there was the unique way of making money. Over the course of six years, she won about $286,000 in settlement payments from claims like sexual harassment, negligence when she slipped in a dressing room, and eventually the Gerber company for the death of her daughter. On September 18, 1993, Angelina, who was married to Tom Fuller at the time, found her daughter dead in her crib. According to Angelina, baby Alicia had choked to death on the nipple of her pacifier and the shield was lying on the floor, having disconnected. Weeks after her death, Tom Fuller found out that his wife had purchased a $50,000 life insurance policy for Alicia. He also recalled how, months before her tragic death, a waitress had warned that the pacifier had been recalled because the nipple sometimes separated from the shield. She settled her case against Gerber for $750,000. With her new influx of money, she purchased a house, a car, and a boat. Angelina and Tom, seemingly over the stress of losing a child, divorced. Then she met Frank Rodriguez. The pair met in 2000 at Angel Gate Academy in St. Louis Obispo, a boot camp for wayward youth. Angelina had just accused another staffer of sexual misconduct with a student, and no one believed her but Frank. They were married in April 2000. Shortly after their wedding, Frank, at Angelina's urging, bought a $250,000 life insurance policy for himself and named her the sole benefactor. A month later, Angelina began an affair with ex-con Matt Moranis. Wanting to run off with her new lover, Angelina stole one of Frank's checks and hid it. 
Around the same time, coincidentally, Frank found natural gas leaking from their dryer one weekend while Angelina was away. On September 6, 2000, Frank Rodriguez woke up from a nap feeling sick. After a trip to the emergency room diagnosed him with food poisoning, Angelina and her surviving daughter from her marriage to Tom Fuller helped to nurse Frank back to health. Not wanting him to dehydrate, Angelina insisted that he drink a lot of Gatorade that she served him. At about 3 a.m. on September 9th, Angelina woke up to find Frank face down on the bedroom floor already dead. There was no physical evidence of foul play, but even just hours after her husband's death, Angelina made some eyebrow-raising choices. Hours after his death, she called her insurance company, who informed her that she wouldn't receive any money until a coroner determined the cause of death. Days later, she told her mother-in-law that she was pregnant with Frank's twins and that she needed financial support. His mother said she would help if she got a paternity test. It seemed that her lies were finally losing their effect. On the limo ride to the cemetery to bury her husband, she was heard mentioning that there are plenty of ways to poison someone, even naming a few. Toxicologists tested Frank's blood and found no traces of poisons. But after having her money withheld from the insurance company, Angelina claimed to have received an anonymous phone call on her cell phone stating that the police should look into antifreeze. Her cell phone records showed no incoming call at the time that she claimed she got this anonymous call. Toxicologists took her suggestion and it seemed that her anonymous caller was correct. Frank's cause of death was antifreeze poisoning. These all raised some red flags for police who admitted that if she had not acted so greedily, they may have never determined what killed Frank. Angelina was arrested. Once in custody, she claimed that Frank, sensing a divorce was coming, must have committed suicide. Her stories were strange and, frankly, not adding up. She even tried to arrange the murder of a witness in her case. Not only did she get put on trial for the murder of Frank Rodriguez, but the death of her daughter all those years ago was being brought up as well. Although she was not charged for this death, Angelina Rodriguez was sentenced to death on November 1st, 2010. She remains steadfast in her innocence for both the murder of her husband and her 13-month-old daughter, Alicia. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 10th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.